Welcome to Beside the Burn for Monday the 25th of September. You're very welcome as we come together for our devotional uh, podcast each day. And as you listen in and uh, perhaps watch the videos on the website, uh, we hope very much that uh, you're encouraged in your faith and built up in your faith as we spend this time together. Normally our pattern is that we look in a little bit more depth at what we have been doing on Sunday, but on Sunday past we had a very different service. We're delighted to have Eden and Claudia sharing with us about their time with Exodus and Donica Day. And you can go back and you can watch that service again on our church website. Or if you've missed it, follow it. It's really exciting to hear uh, what they were up to and, and what they were involved in with Exodus. That being said, uh, we're then not looking in more depth at that. Uh, but I thought I'd share with you, um, at least today and tomorrow, uh, something that I was doing last week. Last uh, week I was... Uh, taking school assemblies in the Port Stewart Primary School. I was in on Monday when the assembly was P5 to P7. I was there again on Tuesday for nursery classes up to P4. And then on Thursday uh, for the whole school assembly. And whenever I was there, I was uh, telling them uh, a little bit about names. And we were thinking about names together. And... Of course, I had a lot more information um, that I'd thought about and prepared than I was able to share in a short assembly. Uh, so I'm just going to share some of those thoughts with you today and tomorrow, and uh, hopefully you'll find them encouraging. We're thinking about names, and I was telling the boys and girls that whenever I was at school, there were five people in my class called Richard. And I suspected that there weren't too many uh, other people called Richard nowadays. Uh, it was very popular, obviously, in my year at school, but now you don't really find that many Richards. So I asked the, the children, and there wasn't one single child uh, in the whole school called Richard. So that just shows you that it's a name that's dying out. But there were five Richards in my class at school. And um, some of them had nicknames. Some of them were called Rick and Ricky. Um, and uh, some of us were just called Richard. And it, it was, um, I suppose, confusing at times because there were so many Richards. And that's why there were the, the different nicknames that were given. There was also uh, one Richard in the class. He wasn't called Rick or Ricky. Uh, we called him Eat the Ball. That was his nickname. And that was because whenever we were playing rugby, whenever we passed the ball to him, it was as though he ate the ball. You never saw it again. He held on to it. He didn't pass it on out the line. He didn't kick it forward. He just held on to it until he was tackled. And that was the move over. And so he was known as Eat the Ball. And if I met him today... That's what I would call him. And we're thinking that in the Bible, sometimes God changes people's names. And he usually changes someone's name for a particular reason. Because they have had a change in their life and their name then is changed to reflect that change. Probably the best example that we have is Simon. And we often refer to him as Simon Peter, but he was originally known as Simon. And then God changed his name to Peter. And we can read about that in John chapter 1 and verses 34 to 42. This is at the start of John's gospel. 
John has been introducing us to who Jesus is, and then Jesus starts to call his first disciples. So the next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? And they said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard that John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. That name Cephas that Jesus gave to Simon in the Greek means rock. So there was Simon, a fisherman, brother of Andrew. And the moment that Jesus saw him, he decided that his name needed changing. And Simon was to be called Rock. And the reason that Jesus changed his name was because Simon would become a rock. He would become a rock of the early church. He would become the disciple that headed up the rest of the disciples. He would be the spokesman for the disciples. But at times, Simon was very far from a rock. He didn't always live up to his new name. He had a lot of growing into it, as it were. We think, of course, famously of Peter whenever Jesus is being betrayed, or whenever Jesus is being crucified, and Peter betrays him uh, those three times when he's asked, did you know him? Surely you were with him. And each time Peter said no, he, he wasn't acting like a rock in those occasions. But then whenever Jesus rose from the dead and he met with Simon again, he asked him three times, do you love me, Simon? And told him to go and feed his sheep. And Peter then became the rock. And he stood firm for Jesus. And as Jesus ascended into heaven, Peter was there as an apostle who could be relied upon. We think also of uh, Saul and how he became the apostle Paul. Jesus changed his name. And one of the reasons that Jesus changed his name was because there was such a remarkable difference in Saul's life. He had set out to persecute the church. He had done everything that he could to try and destroy Christians, stoning them to death. But Jesus called him and his life was completely transformed. And he was called Paul and that name Paul means humble. And there we have one of the greatest theologians that the church has ever known. One of the greatest missionaries that the church has ever known. And God called him humble. And that's what we find with Paul. That Paul wouldn't boast in his own achievements and what he had done for the Lord. Instead, he would boast only in the cross. And so it's important 
whenever God calls us that we change and we turn into the people that God wants us to be. I wonder today if God were going to change your name, what would he change it to? What name would he give you as an aspiration of something to live up to or as a reflection of how you're serving God? It works much better, I suppose, with uh, girls' names because there are quite a few girls' names that we can think of that um, God could could change someone's name to, maybe grace, uh, and we think of elegance, or we think of God's divine favour in a grace. You could change a name to faith, where we're thinking of trusting in God and relying upon him, or maybe even hope, where we've got that positive attitude where we are trusting in Jesus and maybe joy where we're happy in Christ and what Christ has done for us. So if God were going to change your name what would he change it to and how would he want you to change to reflect the name that he's given to you? We're going to pray together now and then tomorrow we'll think a little bit more about names. So let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you know every detail about us. We thank you, Lord, that you call us by name. And we thank you, Lord, that you have a new name for those who have trusted in you. And we look forward to that day whenever we will be united with you and we will dwell with you in the new heaven and the new earth. Today, Lord, we want to pray for our Presbyterian Church and the outreach of our church. And we pray specifically for Brazil and Naomi Keefe as she continues to work there. We thank you for the training sessions that she is providing for congregations. And we pray for those congregations as they continue to reach out with the gospel in their local communities. We also pray today for the Church of North India. And we ask, Lord, that you would grant discernment and guidance to the leadership of the Church of North India. And we ask, Lord, that you would bless them and lead them clearly. For, Lord, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.